Ready, Jeremiah? Dun, dun. No! R2-D2. No. No, I mean, the dude has his hand just cut off. Uh-uh. Wouldn't you say no? No, I'd be like, fuck, you cut my hand off, bitch. That's well, true. no, it's a cauterized wound. You wouldn't I, even I, feel I it. Skywalker. No, no, no. Literally, it, that cauterized? lightsaber would take off the hand. I mean, when you wouldn't this, even that, know it was gone. Wanting to Listen, know I'm going to jump that ahead to the last, end. Like, 25 a, years. If you were a doctor out there, there's a presence in the force. Can we start, please? No, we are starting, actually. If you're a doctor or in the medical profession, please... Email us an answer. Would he feel the pain if it cauterizes that quick? Yes, he would. You still lose the arm. This is a house of learning a doctors. Hand, okay. <laughs> you Brandon, lose. spoiler alert. I'm a doctor. I know. Hey, Juris. I work with doctors, doctor. Brandon. I also know. <laughs> Go. Brandon, I'm Diggy Hauser. <laughs> Welcome to Season 3 of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of moves from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-pilots, Jeremiah. What up, yo? No disintegrations. <laughs> Eddie? Do or do not, there is no try. And Brandon, are you my father? Then I'll see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hell in space. That's literally my biggest. Okay, so that's my favorite, least favorite movie quote of all time, everybody. <laughs> this season, each host will pick a film from each decade, from the 70s to today, that exemplifies that time period. Some films will be underrated, some classics, while others will be overrated piles of cinematic crap. To finish off each decade, the host will have a group pick that is sure to delight. As with every review, we give our goals to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film that we've just watched? At the end of the podcast, we'll rate this movie based on a scale of zero to five zero is the perfect film you can enjoy so stone cold sober and five is a terrible film that leaves your hands severed by a lightsaber and falling down into the bowels of bespin colony what Eddie. happened to that hand oh well we'll get well, there. clearly we thought that answer was going to come in the force awakens the last but they find the light jedi but they find the lightsaber yeah the lightsaber That's but not funny. the hand i mean come on way to where go you, jj where do you find that at? like hey here's a lightsaber uh, i believe it's a though. cantina Dun, 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 Not dun, that dun. one. <laughs> In addition to our review, we always pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. This season, we want to focus a little bit more on the cocktail, so please feel free to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope to be an amazing review. <laughs> Just love that we say we want to focus more on the cocktail. Go make it. We're going to talk about the movie. Yes, go make it. We're yeah. going to make the Cloud City, mm. and we're going to enjoy the shit out of this egg-based cocktail. Thank you, Brandon. Wait. And what movie do we have light speeding our way across the galaxy <clears throat> this evening? Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, yeah. we have kind of, I would say it's kind of our holy grail as, as a quadruped here. Really? Wouldn't, Keep no? going. Uh, okay. Eddie's being suspenseful right now. Obviously. Tonight, <laughs> uh, if you haven't put all the clues together, we are going to uh, have our final entry in our 80s films. This is our group pick. Uh, this, I believe, was actually our first pick of any movie yes. at all. <laughs> when we came up with this structure, everyone was like, Empire Strikes Back. It's actually, well, to be fair, I think this might have been one of our first movies that we picked in season one, and we were like, we can't start with our grail. <laughs> Tonight, we have the last, our final entry in our 80s films, and it is our group pick. It is the incomparable Star Wars episode five. Well, oh, you put IV, that stands for four. <laughs> What kind of a Star Wars fan are you? V. Ah, V. We Sorry. have Star Wars V, The Empire Strikes Back. 
Uh, this George Lucas masterpiece. I mean, to be fair, not directed by George Lucas, but this is an Irvin Keshner film. But whatever. Thank you, Mr. Keshner. Um, masterpiece. Thank you, thank you. How about this? <clears throat> this masterpiece inspired by characters created okay, by George, George Lucas. George Lucas fucking wrote this, the material. Oh, my God. Kushner? He just wrote the story. He wrote the Kasdan, material, which is, all, is the most important part. Lawrence Kasdan probably wrote the script. Kasdan. Well, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he also wrote uh, Indiana Jones 4. Okay, so well, this is... Hey, sorry. you know what? <laughs> there were aliens in that one. <laughs> this George Lucas masterpiece is rated an 8.7 on IMDb, so that means that all those people are wrong. It has a critic score of 94% and an audience score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just going to go ahead and throw in my... Only uh, 3% my, of the audience are wrong. Let me, just tell you, <laughs> let me just tell you, I'm going to give how many drinks it took me to get through this one. It was a good strong 10 because I was celebrating every single time. Uh, this movie, for some reason, is not ranked on AFI's greatest movies of all time. I'll tell you why, because they went with episode actual IV, A New Hope. Um, that's which why, as that's why AFIs don't count AFI. In all fair, fairness, AFI on the on the list is just Star Wars. They're flawed. Oh well, see that counts. That that also encompasses Phantom Menace. Yeah, they don't have Ooh, you know, uh, nothing wrong. They don't. They don't have this movie wrong. on the AFI. Something this is paw racing. They're flawed. Okay, they're Sand, flawed. It gets everywhere. After the rebels are brutally overpowered by the Empire on the ice planet Hoth, Luke Skywalker begins his Jedi training with Master Yoda, or should we say, Master Yoda? Training Jedi oh. with begins his good one. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult to read this. <laughs> Difficult to read this. <laughs> Concentrate, we must finish your section so Eddie can tell us about James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to our first impressions first. <laughs> let's go or go less. <laughs> what? <Well, laughs> Go, we must. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, all this shit's happening while his friends are pursued across the galaxy by Darth Vader and the bounty hunter, Boba Fett. I added that in. For <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you guys can't tell right now unless, Jer, do we have a picture? No. We uh, gotta get it's a picture. on Instagram right now. Oh, it's gonna be. <laughs> Jeremiah, take us through I the first I got a Boba Fett shirt on right now. Before we get into our uh, cocktail selection, we need to talk about whose film this is. And additionally, what our initial impressions of the movie were before sitting down to watch it since... This is a group pick for the 80s. I will go first. Star Wars has just been a part of my world, my universe since since I was born. In part of your skin. In part of my skin, yes. However, um, Return of the Jedi was the first movie that introduced me to the whole Star Wars universe. And that was my movie as growing up. And that was like my childhood movie. It wasn't until uh, George Lucas released the special editions in the movie theaters. Then when I watched Empire Strikes Back over again so you saw his bastardization before you saw the real unfortunately i did where he actually just ruined half of the shit but however <laughs> it was something fucking magical to watch that film on the big screen and How that were you i was like seriously like you know 105 in yoda years <laughs> good one one good one good <laughs> i keep going no but that's when i just realized this movie is fucking phenomenal it changed my whole perspective of star wars and just how it's a darker tone and just it, how it just leaps 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 over half of almost all of the other star wars saga movies and whatnot so or star wars movies so yeah that was my first and my really first impression of empire strikes back yeah. um i'll go nets oh you know eddie go because i don't have much on it um i wasn't able to watch this movie in the movie theaters besides i think when it came out in the 90s again for the when it, that the special edition special one, yeah. edition when it was out in the movie theaters that's when I watched New Hope and that's when I was able to watch Empire Strikes Back and actually 
appreciate it. I watched it before, but I was younger than my brother Jeremiah. Um, and I mean, all I remember is Return of the Jedi, but I remember Empire Strikes Back had the best snow troopers, and I was so looking forward to watching them. Yeah, in, in this movie, and also the AT-ATs and the AT-STs. Uh, well, STDs? STDs come, they, I don't know. STs come in in There's return. There's no chlamydia in this movie, no. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but overall, I, I, I really was... Uh, this is a movie that overall my son really enjoys. And he... I, I, I really, Are you serious? Yeah, because he, plays, because he plays the video of the PS4. Oh, okay. Uh, so he yeah. does like the whole Battle of Hoth? He does the Battle of Hoth. And I realized that... Hoth is really cool, and how this movie started. I was just, I was really impressed with just how the movie began, Definitely. and I was I was I was really trying to hold back tears at times, not uh, give a, a score that uh, not you know. Uh, you don't want to pre-score it. I don't want to pre-score it, but yeah, I was trying to do my best to pre-score it. But you know, uh, I was really looking forward to watching this movie. Sean, oh sure. So uh, uh, this is a movie that I grew up with. I cannot pinpoint the first time I saw it, but I remember getting it on VHS and I had a little 12 inch television with a built in VCR. Black and white? No, no. dude. It's the colorful ones. I know exactly what yeah, you're talking it was about. A, like, it was like a Toshiba or a te- it was something with a T. And I literally did not stop watching these movies for three years straight. Every night when I would go to bed, I would put in wherever I was, and then I would put the sleep timer on, and I would fall asleep, and the next night, I would literally pick it up exactly where it, where it left off. And <clears throat> by the end of those three years, the movie was so strung out. It was so, like, the, the, the yeah. film was so warped that the sound didn't sound right. The, like, uh, the visuals, like, you'd have, like... So you weren't be kind and rewinding, so to say. <laughs> No, I would rewind when I got to the end of the movie, but I watched them so many times I wore the freaking hell out of the tape. And that is what I remember about Star Wars. I mean, obviously my grandfather uh, brought me into the universe, but that's the memories I have of sitting in my room just watching it over and over and over again and listening to the VCR come on and go, wow, and that's what I remember. Yeah, so I think I've said this before on the podcast, and if I haven't, here it is again. Um, growing up, besides Disney movies, I honestly believed that there were only five movies in existence. And that was Star Wars 4, 5, 6, and Indiana Jones 1 and 3. And I had heard r- rumblings of Temple of Doom being out there, but my parents hated that one, so we never watched it. But uh, we would watch Star Wars, and I'm not exaggerating, we probably watched it every two weeks. Um, we would watch 4, 5, 6, just we would put in one one night, and then the next night it was five, the next night it was six. Um, and so... Like my my dad, I remember my dad and, and I would have quote offs where we would we would say a quote and we'd have to tell which which of the which of the three movies it came out of. Um, so needless to say, Star Wars is part of who I am. It's who, where I grew up. Uh, I always tell people that I'm a Star Wars fan, and people are like, "Oh, well, me too." And I'm I, I don't want to be that guy. But I think the four of us are kind of all in the same category. We're we're, we're as original we're ingrained in we're as we original are. fans as we can be at our age, yeah. right? Because we we weren't there for seventy seven, we weren't there for eighty, we weren't there for the theater re- release of the originals, but we were there for the re release. I was saying Jeremiah, um, my family literally bought every new edition that was released, and George Lucas made so much money all off of us, all fifty seven of them, because literally he would re release something every two two times every year, and we would literally have all on VHS, all on DVD, then Blu Ray, and you watch it, seeing if you can find the difference. Like, where is it? Do you oh, remember? Fuck yeah. Do you remember the the tan Blu Ray set where it oh, was yeah. like just the original trilogy? It might have been the original. It might have been. We had the tan one, and the two, silver. Three, 
mm-hmm. four, five, six. But oh, you're going in there. the in the tan kind of. Mm-hmm. Do you case, remember like the original like uh, video cassettes? Not original. Oh, but it was yeah. black yeah. and it was black. side it had, by side, and it had, and had like one face, face and it had a, a stormtrooper face. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I, had, I, yeah. I ended up buying them all on the Steelbook editions when they came well, out of course you so did. that yes, I could did. continue. And, oh That's my when God. you're going through that moment. I remember you started buying a lot of DVDs. The, oh, it's all Steelbook. Uh, first of all, I never buy DVDs. Thank you very much. Needless to say, this movie showed me what, what entertainment and what, what, what movies should be. Yeah. Where my... My mom and my sister, they kind of preferred Return because they liked the Ewoks. And I, nothing wrong with the Ewoks, but, uh, you know... And my, my dad and my brother, they liked episode four. They, they liked, you know, the kind of the original kind of beginning of it. And to me, I was the holdout for Empire. And Empire still, to me, is one of the greatest movies ever made. So Couldn't agree with you yeah. more, dude. So I, I, it was hard. I, it's kind of what Eddie was saying. I didn't want to go in saying that this is a zero movie. And I really tried to nitpick it. And so we'll see where we're at. Yeah, I, I, I did as well. Eddie, why don't you take us through the cocktail? Uh, as we mentioned earlier, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. This season, we really want to discuss the cocktail and more and how it leads up to the movie selection. Everyone who listens knows, knows when we finally watch a Bond movie. Nope. We're going to watch a freaking Bond movie, nope. I promise you. Is this like the third Star Wars movie or the second? Second. 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 This is the second. We watched yeah. a couple of other things before well, a Bond movie. Yeah. The blue. We have the blue milk. Trying to do a Bond movie for three seasons. I've been wanting the blue milk again. Can we get that one? Blue milk of Tatooine. Well, it was in every script for about a year and a half. Yeah, anyone so, who wants to take my job, take it. It's on the, it's, well, when we, it. when we watch the Bond movie, we'll pair a vodka martini, shaking that stir with a lemon peel. But tonight, this cocktail was chosen by the group, so Brandon <laughs> will be taking us through the cocktail. Brandon. Bespin it out. So tonight, we have the Cloud City, also known as? Lando's Crib. Okay, I was going to say Bespin, but Bespin. yes, Lando's Crib. Hey, yeah, that's that the Wi-Fi I have Bespin. here. For <laughs> yes, that is my Wi-Fi, Bespin College. What, what is the, what's the password for that? I'm not giving it out on All right, anyway. 8675309. It's Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Space. <laughs> anyway, we got, we got Cloud City, Bespin Colony. We have this drink because it, the Bespin Colony plays such a huge part of the second act of the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, and it really starts to peel back the layers that Lucas created in his space saga. We get introduced to Lando Calrissian, where Han gets frozen in carbonite, where Luke has a battle, where our heroes narrowly escape, where we basically meet Boba Fett, which I mean, every every that's that's every little boy's it's like, um, yeah. dream. It's like Star Wars, like you know, the rebellion beat you know the Empire, and then the Empire just like bitch slaps the rebellion back, oh, like hey, bitch slaps. See, and if you think about houses. it though, Cloud City is the central pivot point of the entire original trilogy because everything happened at this location, mm-hmm. like. I, I feel like this, and this is why I, I wanted to push for Cloud City, because this this set essentially showed the Empire who they really were and, and showed the people who needed to resist. How much like, power. Like, they thought, like, people like Lando Carissian and throughout the galaxy thought that they could just placate and appease the Empire. Mm-hmm. This showed the world that, nope. So our drink is uh, chosen because it embraces this city in the clouds. To make this drink, you will need gin. Or Gin. No, it's, it's that's how you spell it. Blue Curacao, also known as Blue Curacao, lemon juice, and an egg. Egg white. Well, you said an egg here. I'm just telling you. I'm just going to say that's really disgusting. Is that what we're drinking? Yes. Oh but my God. It looks delicious. I mean, it looks, it looks pretty blue. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's floaty like the city. So, no, nope, we're not going to talk about floating. Uh, for that's our complete recipe, uh, please visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com. The dot com means, means a lot. A lot. 
So we are drinking this out of coops tonight, and uh, let's let's taste this, this deliciousness. I call it just a cup, it's a okay. coupe. It's called a classic. A coupe. coupe. Nice. The egg is in the way. Oh well, Rocky would be happy. It's a little bit of egg in it. It's sweet. It is. It's a blue curse. I love blue curse. I am a fan of blue curse. And I am not a fan of gin. So this is a nice balance. Well, the gin you can't really taste. It's, um, it's, it's I think sub, that you can always gin. taste. It feels you like I'm always tasting you can taste a, a little raptor part here, waiting for someone to pick me up. And the Lincoln Falcon. No, <laughs> Milken. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just flying. I'm a little, I'm a little buzz. <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> Love you guys so much. So let's let's get going with the with the review. I think that we need to start. I um, love this movie. How it yes. starts. Okay. I think we need to start with the, how the every crawl? great Star Wars movie starts in space. In space. And this is. I, I, <laughs> what are you I've trying been, to say about? I've been prepping this because I think that the reason that. Solo, a Star Wars story failed is because it didn't start in fucking space. I'm going to go on Where a limit. I enjoyed the with hell the, out of Solo. Solo sparking the wires together and his little racer pod on Corellia. I agree. Let me just tell you this. I think there are two movies in the Star Wars universe that are set above every other one. This one and Rogue One. I think those are the two best representations of Star Wars. And I think that personally, this, the pacing of this movie is probably the blueprint every movie should ever use to do film I in the future. I love how you talk about the beginning because honestly, the first one is this whole rebellion getting attacked by a Death Star. I'm sorry, by a Star Destroyer trying to get away. It's this big epic thing. This one is slow. It's like, okay, what's happening? That's the pace of the whole movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's so fucking dope. And it reintroduces the mm-hmm. characters in a way that isn't like... like I, 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 I've never not watched episode one or excuse me, ep- episode five, four. four. God, I've new never hope. watched a new. I've never not watched a new hope before I've watched this movie, but I would assume that you could actually watch this movie and not be jarred into. I don't know who these people are. Like it mm. kind of gives you a, it drops you into the world. And this is something that I think the star Wars universe does well is it drops you into the universe and gets you going mm-hmm. without you feeling like, like it's unfamiliar. You're not, you're it not did well in one through six. It, I, I, I don't no, agree. I feel like I seven did it really well. I do mm, think seven. Yeah, did seven. Well. Oh, seven. Seven was. You, wait, how did seven start? Seven started in space mm-hmm. the same way. I feel like you had to have watched some. But uh, seven, eight, and nine were also the blueprints of four, five, and six. Yeah, right. Because like as last Jedi, a lot of people don't like it. People fucking hate it. it but terrible. it was a blueprint of Empire Strikes Back. And what part of Empire Strikes Back did they go to a gambling planet? I do remember and that happening. The animals. As, as, <laughs> Tauntauns. Tauntauns were in I'm it. just saying there's many different planets, and they're just trying to change up the okay, story. Okay, okay. First of all, the story's before, not just about. I don't Star remember Walker. Red being in the first Empire of all, Strikes what Back. What happens in the first one, on the seventh one, right? They blow the fucking star killer, right? I agree with you. The I'm second just... one, the second one, what happens? They're on the run, just like in Empire Strikes Back. It, it makes sense. So to piggyback, Sean, I hate that casino part too. Fuck it, it's the stupidest <laughs> fucking stupidest thing in the world. Thing. And then the ending, my god, they set it up to not do anything with it. But anyway, you were talking about the pacing, and one of the things that I love so much about Empire is that it finally got smart in its storytelling. You look at A New Hope, and it literally follows our heroes, and we never deviate from our heroes. Right? This is a true. Um, split narrative where you have two different stories going on simultaneously and you're cutting back and forth and it makes it fresh and it makes it exciting and we never get bogged down with Luke because then we jump over to Han and and to Leia and one side is really kind of we're going to talk about a little bit more later but it's super kung fu sensei training you know with Luke and it's serious and it's slow and it's not really fun to watch 
But then we get Han and we got Leia, Leia and we got uh, 3PO and all of them. And it's fun and it's exciting. It's adventurous. And so you have this beautiful mix, mixing and melding of, of these different styles that perfectly complement each other. I think you also have a soul aspect to the movie where the first one, it wasn't really about. And I don't, I don't want to bring religion into it, but it does feel a little like, like Luke is developing his belief in who he is. Well, it's because we get a definition of what the, the Force is. I mean, all we have in, in 4 is what Obi-Wan says, and it's just it's this power that, that binds us together. Yeah. Well, I mean, what does that mean? But here you get Yoda, and I have my own thoughts on Yoda we'll talk about. But we get Yoda, who kind of is explaining what the Force is. and Practically. Luke, yeah, and Luke doesn't understand it. We realize that Luke is... Not a grave. Yeah, that's the beauty thing. The beauty, of, oh, the beauty yeah. thing about this it film shows you how un, un, how un, how not ready he how is. not ready is, yeah. and how he's like you know just like probably any other twenty year old thinking that they can take on the world, and they get knocked down a little bit a couple times and realize oh whoa whoa like there's a lot for me to learn still with my trade. But this film has it defined everything we knew what we know about Star Wars. It was the first introduction of, of the Force. It's the first introduction of Yoda the, of Yoda the Emperor. Uh, you know, bounty hunters, you know, different planets, different things. This thing actually expanded the whole Star Wars universe. And that's why this film sits above a lot of these other Star Wars films, yo. It was the first em- uh, of the Emperor? Yeah. He was yeah. in the Star Wars? He wasn't in the... Uh, he he wasn't talked about, did they talk Has about him? Has mentioned? No. I'm trying to think. So I mean, you had this feeling like Darth Vader was in charge. This is the first time. So, and this is brilliant filmmaking or brilliant storytelling, whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it Lucas, if you want to call it whatever you want to call it. The concept of creating a great villain. Darth Vader is arguably one of the greatest villains ever, ever, ever created. Then you take Vader and you put him on someone's leash. You literally create a bigger villain without actually creating a bigger villain. You're like, oh fuck, Vader has to, has to, Talk Vader's, to someone else? Yeah, Vader's not the guy. Like he's not the yep. he's not the end person. And so it already automatically creates the Emperor. He doesn't even have to do shit. Like all he has to do, literally all he does in this movie, I think, is talk through the video screen. But you're so fucking like glued into it. And you're like, who the fuck is who this? Who is this person? Who is this? This is and your they, first they, introduction to something bigger, powerful. They try to do the same thing with the new ones and it didn't hit. Well, they, yeah. They, well, well, that's because Rain Johnson's re- anyway. Uh, anyway, well, so you and then me. You and me. So I, and I'm going to bring in the original, uh, excuse me, one episode one, two, and three to kind of justify my point on this. So I think Empire Strikes Back, you have, like you said, Jeremiah, this building of a world. You're building out this universe where you have Yoda kind of teaching Luke about that there's a deeper meaning to life. Yes. There's, he's, he's got a deeper path. But think about this. Yoda saw the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. He participated in the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. He warned against, in episode one, the rise of Anakin Skywalker, saw what Anakin Skywalker became, and then saw the fall of his entire Jedi Order. So think about that when he's training Luke. Like, his, the, in the back of his mind, it has to be going through the back of that little green mind, that Luke... Could Luke do could be his could, father could be his father's father. son right there, and yeah. he's waiting for something to happen and all of Anakin's life is built on emotion Anakin lost his mother at a very young age uh, he lost his mother again 
to death in episode two. Mm -hmm. He lost Padme in episode three. It's all based on emotion that drove him to the dark side. Mm -hmm. Luke wanting to go to his friends, wanting to go save the people that he loves Mm -hmm. is the same fucking pattern from episode one, two, and three. And you could understand the fear that Yoda had in training Luke that he's just going to even Obi Wan, even Obi Wan, yeah. And one of the, I think now that you bring it up, I think it's a great point. Is a question that Luke asks Yoda, and at the time that I'm watching it, you know, and, and literally I've seen this movie probably more than any movie I've ever seen ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've never really caught onto it and never thought about it until literally right now. But Luke is running with Yoda, and he's he turns over his shoulder and he asks Yoda, "How do I know the good side from the dark side?" Like the fact that he has to ask that question has got to terrify Yoda because it's so easy for Luke to to maybe think about going slipping into the dark side. I mean, like you know what's right and what's wrong. Normally, generally, people know that. But the fact that Luke is asking that, he's questioning what is good and what is bad. I mean, to me, that that brings in a whole other level of what Luke could do. Well, I don't, this, I don't, sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know if he did this on purpose, but I was thinking in the originals, uh, I felt like uh, Yoda was more controlling over Anakin with like don't go there you know compared to he changed his he compared changed to his, his training styles it's like you go over that you go in the cave and you find out if it's either light or dark you don't come out of it yourself like he was he was more like it, we'll find out what happens but I can't control like how I did with Anakin because it didn't happen good so I'm gonna not control as much uh, he had to train his, his teaching style a little bit did you see that one of the brilliant parts of episode one two and three is that you actually saw the failures of the Jedi. Yes. The Jedi's fucked up. Oh yeah. Because they hid the dark side. They they suppressed the dark side. They mm-hmm. suppressed emotion. They did a bunch of bad shit. And the Jedi was able to build. I and mean the the, the dark side was, right. able, was to able to build. build right under their nose. I think that exactly what you're saying is true is that Yoda realized the error. Mm-hmm. He realized the problem and by sending Luke into that cave and saying, "Okay, you're going to have to go face your dark side." Because I think Luke asks, is the dark side stronger? And his immediate response, yes. Yoda's immediate response is, You will no. know. You will know. But it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's quicker. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it, he, he's explaining that it is the, being a Jedi is the harder path, but it's worthwhile. That is something that was not even thought about when he had his counsel. And it's so yeah. amazing when you see that, like, that lightsaber duel in the cave. You see Luke's like, you know, his fear, his uh, his aggression on that whole situation, where you know he literally sees like I'm the man behind the mask. I'm a, you know it's almost foreshadowing that I can take place and be my father. He has these two paths yeah. in front of him, and he can choose either one. Yeah. but so, the other one leads to death and darkness, and this one leads to light. Let, and let me ask you though, because that that to me is such a. I mean, I think it's a scene that we all remember clearly when we think of this movie. It's almost like one of the first ones that jumps out to us after he beheads Darth Vader and sees himself as Dar- as Vader. It goes to, to Yoda. We see Yoda, and Yoda kind of puts his head down, kind of shakes his head. Why do you think it is? What do you think Yoda wanted for him to do? What do you think Yoda was expecting him to do? Um, I was just sitting here, and I, I mean, the whole time I'm, I'm looking at how deeply psychological this movie is. It really gets into the idea of desire. It gets into the idea of hatred and, and giving into it. But when Yoda gets... Kind of, it seems like he's let down on the response that Luke because he's gave. seen the same pattern, the same, same pattern, yeah, the yeah. patterns that this same, person's going to follow the same path. And he's here. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Eddie. One of the things that bothers me, and I will say this is a negative 
part of the movie that it doesn't logically flow for me. Um, Luke is a Jedi. He can use the force. He's got a fucking laser sword that cuts down people. And so when Yoda says, lift this ship out of the water, and he goes, that's impossible. How the fuck are you going to tell me that's impossible? You move things with your goddamn mind. But the thing is, is like, it's, it's more, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mind over matter of, it. of yeah. the size of it. But, but he's faced with the impossible every day. And I think that it goes to your point. Mm-hmm. I think the head down disappointment is that he's limited. Just like Anakin was limited by emotion. Luke is limited by the way he was raised. Yeah. He was, he was limited by thought. Let's where go. I think, sorry. Go, 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 go. Where I think, I think that that was more why he said there's another, why he was kind of interested in Leia over Luke. There is another. Was because question. Leia was not limited by, she was already, she was already in the resistance. She is was the already, other Leia or is it Ray? You can flip it. Is anywhere. the other Leia or is it Ray? That's literally one of the questions I wanted to ask. Yeah. There is another because obviously we always think well, Ray wasn't born yet. I'm going to go ahead and say Leia. But it's this idea that that the other, the, the stronger, the the more able will come. I think that it's Leia. <laughs> Yo, so Yoda was able to. I feel like obviously see that Luke failed that little test, and he saw himself under Vader because he realized there. I think that's where Luke was able to see is like, wow, I have a lot of hatred towards. Vader because he killed Obi and he possibly killed my dad. But it and, was, yeah, but, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, so like Luke really realized it was even though it was a fail of a test. Luke kind of realizes like I see myself taking over Vader mm-hmm. and like this hatred. I could become the next bad guy if I take and this was, the wrong way. And it way. wasn't until Return of the Jedi when he actually realized. I think that he realized the lesson from the cave when he was in the temple with, or the I guess the new Death Star mm-hmm. with. Emperor Palpatine with his father and he threw his lightsaber away and said, no, not like my right I'm choosing yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. I'm choosing the path of light. And I will say this in rise of Skywalker, that scene where Ray chooses the light and is helped by all the other Jedi. That I think was what Lucas was trying to do or what, what this movie was trying to do when he chose the lightness. Like if, if Yoda was in return of the Jedi, if yeah. you could see Yoda's face in that moment. Yoda would have been going, yeah, Wait, that's it right there. I'm behind you. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a side note, I, I don't think Leia was supposed to be uh, the, you know, the other one, the chosen one from my understanding from like Lee Brackett's, um, you know, supposedly like, you know, kind of like where the story was going to actually get formatted or whatnot. It was supposed to be another person that you were not supposed to see until like Return of the Jedi. It wasn't just, it, but the, the thing was, is that it, then it was brought to attention that Leia is, is Luke's uh, brother and sister in Return AKA, of the Jedi. In that the moment. daughter of Vader. Yeah. yeah. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to bring other, the other mythology into this movie, but if you look at what this movie spawned, and I know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, Brandon, you have not seen the Clone Wars. No. I don't know if you've seen all of the Clone I've Wars. I've seen part. This show. Unbelievable. Is absolutely fantastic. And it, Dave Fellini is it Filoni? Fellini? Filoni? It's Fellini. Fellini. He's the same guy who does Mandalorian, which is also a Bad Batch. Show. Mm-hmm. And Bad Batch. But he has this vision for what Star Wars is, and it's based on soulful ideas of who these people are. Not it, it doesn't matter they're in space, it doesn't matter they're a galaxy far, far away. It matters who they are as people. And he's created a series of stories that are just 
fucking phenomenal. It's probably yeah. one of the best things that you will ever see for a non-Star Wars movie. And honestly, it might be one of the top three or four things that you will see from the Star Wars side. And when I, you finish Clone Wars, do Star Wars Rebels because then you get to see this whole great. another section of Jedi who are trying to recover from Order 66. I'm telling you right now, it's just, it's, it's emotional. It really a speaks a lot too about the whole Jedi religion and the Jedi. It, it goes Wars, so much Star fucking Wars, depth. Well, the dude. Star Wars universe. Right. Like, just yes. people get wrapped up like, oh, Star Wars is about Skywalkers. It's not. They're a very, a part of the story, but other, these other shows that you guys are talking about, it shows you like, wow, those, it's cool to see the rest of the universe. Yeah. And like, we keep pinning our hopes on Skywalkers and Skywalkers continuously prove to be shitty Jedi. Yeah. And yeah. this is what I keep going back to with, with Ray. I mean, I Pretty think much. it's it's arguable, absolutely, but Ray is one of, if not the strongest Jedi out there because she was able to do all these different things without having any mentorship at all. Right? She she was she, raw in the she force. was raw and, and, and so strong in it. Um so so I have the question that I think if you ask Star Wars fans, like true Star Wars fans, what the best movie of the group is, or at least what the best movie of four, five, and six is Almost all the time, they're going to say five. Right? Well, there, a so my question is, why? why? Why do you think Because it is? He, this is what I have here. It's my favorite. It has probably the most beloved set pieces that you see in a Star Wars saga. I mean, you have, you're, you're going to exploring different planets. Mm-hmm. The characters are more developed. I mean, they are. You know, you know what's the best thing about this movie? Is that the main heroes are in one scene when Luke is in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. One scene. The whole group. After that, you don't see them together until Return of the Jedi. Each of them has their own characters, their own their own paths that they have to go to. The set pieces are fucking legendary. Planet Dagobah, you know, the the Battle of the Hoths, uh, the Cloud City, the battle, the first lightsaber duel, the lightsaber battle you have from Luke and Vader. Those things are pop culture shit, right there, dude. And that's the reason why deeper, it sticks above the other Star Wars sagas. I feel like it's deeper than that too. I think I agree with you one hundred percent. These are iconic scenes that have shaped the Star Wars universe beyond the original trilogy and beyond the movies. I think the shows are where, where, where it's at. I mean, that's just, yeah. I think that this, the reason this movie is the best movie is because it doesn't have resolution mm-hmm. because for me, this movie is a deep breath. It's okay. We just defeated the death star. Darth Vader's out there and fuck, we're still not out of the woods and we don't win. And Emperor, the good guys don't the fucking good win. Guys don't fucking win and when you have this idea where you go through they're they're being constantly chased and then luke just pieces out luke's like i'm going to dagobah see you guys later yeah you, he, lo- you lose han <laughs> i mean you, you lose have to han right you lose han leia is yeah so now it's now it's basically leia the traitor landau or lando uh and, chewbacca and luke barely surviving yeah luke has uh, maimed all of a sudden you you are in a place of weakness and that's why I think that this movie is so it's it's so in the 1930s and 40s, you had this idea of a cliffhanger. You had this idea of a story that left you like Lassie was perfect for this. Will little Timmy get out of the will or the well? Like that was something. It's a serial. It's a serial. Yeah, it's serial. Yeah. This has a serial ending that is worthy of every television show like Lost or Smallville that left you hanging with all characters in peril mm-hmm. and they had to wait a considerable amount of time to get to the next story. I love how it has to be over three years. Like mm-hmm. the original was always three years when the new one got released, not a year or, right. you know, so Which quick I ahead. Think, and this is my personal opinion and it will always be my personal opinion. I think that the best part about a trilogy or a series of movies or a saga is the wait. Not the actual payoff. Mm-hmm. I love 
loved waiting in the line, discussion, the waiting, talking, the yeah. discussions. Of what is going to happen? And a year just who is it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I yeah. film it all together. That's fine. Just wait two years and, and Lord of the Rings. They, they, yeah, don't, don't rush it. They did that pretty well. That, that, yeah, that but Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. I look at it as one story. story. I look at that as one story. Yeah, this this it didn't have a rise and a fall. It had a rise. Yeah. <laughs> so Eddie, I want, because I have a couple thoughts on on why Empire to yes. me at least is my favorite. But I don't want to hear what you think. Well, moment of silence. Didn't we recently lose C-3PO? No. No, no. He's still alive. I have Anthony Downs. We lost like Kenny that. Baker. No, we lost Kenny Baker a while. and Chewbacca. R- we lost R2-D2 yeah. and Peter... We lost, we lost David Powers. So, yeah, David Powers. Yeah, uh, and also uh, Bubba Fett. Yeah, yeah. The original well, Bubba the original Bubba Fett. Yeah, so I mean, like, we, come on, guys. Like, but they redubbed his fucking voice. I was so pissed. When I, I, heard I don't that like that at all. That's probably one of the yeah. like the That's worst. That's like putting Hayden video. Christensen at the end of don't, fucking don't, Return of the Jedi. Don't. I feel like you, he needs to do another credit. Like, no, yeah, I'm little excited. Little. Hayden Christensen is coming back for the Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi show. And you know what? I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say contrary. Bring Jake Lloyd if you say bring Jake Lloyd back. I'm going to say I think Hayden Christensen. I think Hayden Christensen is a very good actor. I think he was that given absolutely terrible. He was script. given shit to work with, and I think that it ruined I his career. I, and the I sand think he could have been terrible. a really build a, a really, house. Oh, life is a house. Life man. is a house. Shattered glass. He's he really good been, in too. He could have been Harrison Ford. No, no. <laughs> he could have been. I feel there like is one Harrison Ford a generation, and I feel he's like he could have been Harrison Ford. <laughs> but the stuff that they gave him, he ended up not. He ended up being it. Jake Lloyd, yeah. and he chose bad films. Yeah, and yeah. you got yeah, yeah. people talk shit about Revenge of the Sith, I'll, but I'll fucking oh, go to the I'll one. go fucking to the to the end of the earth on this one. That's one of the best lightsabers duel ever Which you'll one? see on Revenge screen. Dude. And, and that's going to be my Revenge criticism. Of, yeah, in, yeah. yeah, that's my criticism of this movie is that I expect and all the or whole original trilogy, the lightsaber scenes are pathetic. <laughs> Obi Wan, <Sad>. they're sad, <laughs> especially when you look at like I duel of the fates with Darth Maul. Um, Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn was phenomenal. The final battle between uh, Obi Wan and Anakin oh, was yeah. phenomenal. Yoda. Even Dooku and, and Yoda. Yoda was phenomenal. It's really hard for me. Like, if if you were gonna f- fuck with this movie, Fitz- fuck with that. There's a fan base. Oh, it's oh, so that good. That cut is amazing. So, come on, can we just add that in, yeah. please? The fan Don't base. Don't fucking give me a digital lips on a, on a singer. Give me <laughs> that was in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Don't. Give me a, a better battle between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Yeah, fan base did the better. Actually, yeah. honestly, I love this lightsaber duel battle in uh, uh, Cloud City. It was better. dark. It was it was like tense, yo. I mean, it was like fucking. But you have it was a boy remember, messing too. with his father, but like you have just to remember. joking. Like I feel like he wasn't even trying. But yeah, hard. you got to remember. But you got to remember that that Darth doesn't want to kill him. Right, that this isn't a lightsaber battle to hurt. Playing with him, and man. I will withdraw my my complaint about Revenge or Return of the Jedi because I think that final battle with the music is probably one of my well, most. When you have ugh. Luke just taking over and just unleashing the hatred, right? Yeah. And you got that balance. Mm. I think we have different to see, movie, different movie, different movie, different right? Movie. But what I'm but going back here, like I, I do think we have to remember that Darth Vader does not want to kill him, right? There, there's absolutely not. No, he's taunting him. He's taunting him. him. Yeah. Um, you know, that if you're going to say that there's a problem, that to me that there are, and this is me literally going through with a microscope and going, I need to find something negative. Um, there are three things, and weigh in if you want. One, oh, I will. The fall from way up wherever Luke is to all the way down to the little chute, and then he lands on the little like uh, upside-down antenna, would have killed him. Two, Why? 
two when he jumps out of the carbonite and he just is like, there's a little frog. No, you he gotta flies. Be, you gotta chill. I'm, I'm, going, I'm not fighting. I'm, there, there's bull- the force with you. That's yeah. the force. He learned how to do he the force. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna agree with you on point one. On point two, I think three of us can disagree with you. Okay. Move on. Point three. <laughs> okay, you're wrong. No. And point three. Point three is a story thing. Point three is a story thing. And it's to me, and I think that you definitely will argue against this. To me, I wish I had seen more. Um, Okay, so when Leia comes out and gives the whole I love you and we get the... I know. I know. Uh, it, it seemed a little out of the blue if you're really looking for it. Right? Do you guys no. feel like... No. It, like, you know? No. Okay. You had the, you, so you, first of all, you had the, the opening sequence I mean, in Hoth. Yeah, she, she's in love with them, but at the same time when... They're fighting. Then best. you have when they go and they defeat the Minox and they get into that belly of that I creature. Know. And you have this scene where C-3PO interrupts and that's like the... And <laughs> she turns him off. No, no, no. When, oh, when Leia... She, oh, the kiss. When, yeah, the kiss. And then you have C-3PO kind of butting in. Then you have her, him making a decision that she doesn't agree with. Mm-hmm. And that drives them apart. And in the last moment, when Han is about to get put in kryptonite, it's a reconnection from that original kiss. So I don't agree with you that the story... It's from rivalry yeah. to like actually was, falling in love. And like I said, actually. guys, this was me really trying hard not to give this a zero. <laughs> this is a, That's um, probably one of the best ab-lib lines, by oh, the way. Oh, it is. Absolutely. And I love it so much. I, like I said, I, that was me going out on a limb. Um, Did you like it? Was it necessary in this movie? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Just making sure. Oh, yeah. Like you wanted the love story. Oh, I want the love Wars. story. It has to happen. Okay. The only thing that I'm really bothered about with everything after... Phantom Menace. Leia kissing is, Luke? No, that's weird, okay. though. Um, <laughs> At the time, they weren't brothers and sisters. I mean, Luke was just like saying. Oh, I love that. Come on, Luke. No, no. That's it no, wasn't it, happening. That's not a win, Luke. That's not a Let's win. When we, get to, <laughs> when we get to seven and we find out that Han and Leia had gone their separate ways, I wanted them to have a happy life together. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Wait, anyway. wait, say that again? When Han and Leia broke up, they and, broke up in The Force Awakens. But the re- and once the again, reconnection, let yeah. Let me just tell you, yeah. I think Star Wars, and I'm going to say something sacrilege because the movies are fantastic. I think Star Wars performs best on an episodic television show type story. Format, yeah. Be, uh, format because it is a Saturday morning serial. That's what, the, that's what it was built as. It's a as. cross between a Western and a Kung Fu movie but, and a space but, odyssey. But yeah. what I'm saying is it, it climaxes and it goes to a cliffhanger. Every single story. So that's what a television show does. Mm-hmm. That's why The Mandalorian is so successful. That's why Clone Wars is so successful. Because you're able to get you're able to fill in the backstory and the, fill in the emotion of all these characters as they go. And you're not limited to two hour, two and a half hours. You, like, get, you get more characters. You get more of a yes. show. You get more of a back... It's like, Broader. It's, it's broader. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a universe, not just about one family. Yeah. Question. Your favorite Star Wars character? In Empire Strikes Back? And just in or, general. Boba Fett. I'm sorry. It just has to be. Gotcha. And then Han Solo. You go. Um, <laughs> I'll go with it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Darth Vader. Nice. I feel like he yeah. actually brought balance to the Force I mean, in a I'm weird way. If I'm going with actual characters, I'd go Han Solo. I love, I love Han as a character. I love Harrison Ford's interpretation of, of the character. But I mean, ultimately, I think everybody, we all have grown up loving Boba Fett. We want to be Boba Fett. And then now that we got a, a freaking TV show that's going to be Boba Fett. What do you guys think about, so Vader's, uh, Anakin was, main thing was to bring balance to the Force, right? And I feel like, personally, I feel like the Jedi had too much of a strong hold. There's too many Jedi. And I feel like, I feel like Vader, in its weird way, Anakin and Vader, he had to destroy everyone. 
in order to bring then, balance then, to divorce. No, because no. No, that doesn't bring he balance. Fulfilled, that takes he it did the fulfill the prophecy. He did yeah. bring balance oh, to yeah. divorce. He had a clean, it's almost like a clean slate. Yes. Right? And well, it's like the butterfly effect. Something has to happen in order to have the ripple effects. And that brings to my favorite character, either Obi-Wan Kenobi or you probably don't really know this person too much, but Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Another TV show coming your way, oh guys. Oh my gosh. Mandalorian. So Dude, Ahsoka Tano story is fits so exactly yeah, I gotta watch it. what you're talking about. And I, I think my it. love of Obi-Wan Kenobi comes from the whole, not from one movie. Yeah. I think Alec Guinness was magnificent. In this movie, he was magnificent. In all of them, he was magnificent. But the way that Ewan McGregor built up the character, and then oh. the way that the in Clone Wars he develops, and he falls in love. And oh, he yeah. actually he violates the principles of being a Jedi, but chooses to overcome it. It's a completely so different spoiler for me because I am going to watch it this summer. So is, is Obi Wan Kenobi the best Jedi? Um, no, that's that's why I like him. He's he knows he's not the best Jedi. He knows he's kind of. I feel like he that what him thinking that makes him the best Jedi, and that's why Ahsoka Tano is so good because she walks away from the Jedi. She's like, I I can't follow what you guys are following because I think the Jedi so became the Jedi became something bad almost. And I think time. I think at some point the reason why Obi Wan went into hiding. Is because he was ashamed of how long he no, stuck he's with. Protecting Luke. No, I think he's protecting you got to watch Clone Wars. Well, bro. I can't say anything because I haven't watched <laughs> it yet, but I will. I do. I think he was ashamed. I think he was ashamed of what the Jedi did. But in Star Wars Rebels, he was also protecting Luke, and there was a great fucking episode. Oh, great episode! We can wait because I will watch it. Ed, you're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it. We'll yes, talk about I haven't it. Watched Let's it. talk about when Vader, we man. Do it. Vader was a fucking so hardcore Vader, motherfucker in this one. I didn't remember until I watched it again. So many people uh, in his own two days. This is like, I wrote this down. Like Vader, he's actually like evil. He embraces evil here because he just kills people at whim, like just left and right. I have a question. But here's the other thing, right? Everybody makes a big deal about episode four. He's only on screen for I think what like 13 minutes or something of the entire movie. 13 minutes in Star Wars. Right. He and Hannibal Lecter are like the the best bad guys on screen the least amount of time in their movies. On A New Hope? Yeah, and and, and, uh, yeah, A New Hope. Oh, in New Hope? Hope, Yeah. He's on, it's, it's like 11 or 12 or 13 minutes. Um, but anyway, we don't see how bad of a guy he is, right? He kills one guy. Actually, no, he doesn't. He, he strangles, strangles one guy and he lets him go. Right? This one, I didn't remember Vader killing so many people. And like you I keep agree. saying, it's, it's yeah. his own people. And like, we see that he's a bad guy. And in a lot of ways, I looked at it and I said, ooh, that kind of almost, well, it can do one of two things. It detracts from what happens in return when he comes full circle. Cause you're like, ooh, I don't know if, if he could, if he has it in him. Or you can say, wow, he came full circle. Think about, it. think about this too. So he, at the end of uh, one, he probably did not know Luke was in, in new hope. He did not know Luke was his son. Right. As soon as Luke blew up the death star, he had this connection. It's like, Ooh, he knew Luke was his son. Right. Cause he felt the force. He, and from that moment until he met Luke, he was literally doing everything in his power to, to get, get his son back. Mm-hmm. So, while you, it is evil, and I'm not going to defend anything he did, his driver changed dramatically. It's a, it's he, a good was, point. he was he was a military general following orders to. I He's got find a vendetta, almost son. thing. Yeah, yeah. He he was almost even to the matter of we can take over the emperor. Do you and think you that, and I to rule? Do you think that he actually meant together. that, or was that just he a know, buy? No, he no. fucking meant that. I, I feel like it. he yeah. meant it. Okay, and that's I don't want to say it's the good side of him, but it's like he wanted to. He's he still adhering he to the, the bad emperor, side. Like, he saw the hypocrisy. He saw it. Like he wanted to. He wanted his. He, he felt like he'd be a better emperor than the emperor. Right. And, and I, he always like wanted power, not 
even, like if you and I'm going back to the prequel trilogy, he wanted power to protect, not to destroy. But he would destroy in order to gain that power to protect, which is why he was such a flawed character. Yeah. I will say this though with Darth Vader, the fact that he could kill someone over a movie screen really made me question his Pretty power. He intense. literally killed a guy over well, the. How, like, that means that how, that just goes to show you how fucking powerful that, well, over that guy just is. Over a teleprompter, he's just like, like yeah, he was like, oh, by the way, I'm watching you on a on a Zoom call. He's you're like, dead. He's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> remember that next time you're on a Zoom call. He's people. like, by the way, you're in charge yes, now, yeah, not yes. you. Yes, you're in charge now. Admiral. I'm pretty sure that guy was like, I really don't want to be your fucking lieutenant, yo. So, but then you, at the end of the movie, you kind of got this other connection. So this kind of goes to your point too. You know, mm-hmm. he had a connection with Luke at the end of the movie. Yeah. He could have killed Luke because oh, yeah. he had that connection. I don't think Luke understood that. He could no. have killed Luke right there. That's a really good there. point. Oh, so anyway. I th- I, we need to talk about a couple things. Okay. Uh, two things. One, I'm just going to throw out there. Two, I think we need to talk about. One, I, I fell in love when I was a kid with C-3PO in this movie because he became the comic relief that I think we so desperately needed him to be. His survival rate is in, 735 in, to Right, one. we have these running jokes. We've got yeah, the lights, the light speed. I saw this. I was like, oh, I right, we have the light that. speed not ever working. We have C-3PO's odds <laughs> always going down. We yeah. have the, I, I gotta Never tell about me this. Never tell me right? So we have all these things happening and it's, it's um, to me, it, it really is one of the reasons why Empire is to me my favorite is that it's fun it's it's dark as hell but it's got a lot more humor than any of the other ones in there but so that's just one two and we can talk about that too uh two we need to talk about lando we need to talk about cloud city we need to talk about bespin we need to talk about let's talk about lando right let's now. talk about lando i want to talk about lando so uh, eddie as a character lando calrissian did you trust him at the beginning or did you not trust him i go back to when you first watched it i did actually trust him mm. like I, from, I i was thinking like in the very beginning i mean for me he played it off like i thought like oh okay like like obviously after watching this a thousand times i know what, what happens like oh okay i see but overall he was he had cards dealt against him before han even got there his life was already at stake. No, that dude so, was a shyster. No, I don't I, agree I mean, with you. I don't yeah. agree with you, Brandon. Like, he, I agree with Eddie. He, he like he was trying. He already in his mind. He, he already, was in a horrible. He position. already was. He but was he trying to already. Have but he was already also already trying to save Han and Leia and Chewbacca he before. Wouldn't. As soon as he's like, okay, hey, you told me this was in the deal. Vader even said, "I'm altering the deal." Altering Pray the deal. I don't alter it any yeah. further. Yeah. But yeah. he would not have done anything if if that didn't happen. Like he. He was dealt a horrible blow, a horrible set of cards, whatever you want to call it. And what do you expect for Lando to do? The last time you saw Han Solo, he took a ship. Okay, so... Well, we don't know. We that. don't know. I think they've seen each other since then. But no, so, to me, I love Lando. Lando's literally one of my favorite characters. Billy D. But, Williams? Yeah, Billy D. Williams. Uh, I love... Did you I, I think I'm life? one of the only four of us here. Did. No, yeah, he was Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm mean, sorry, no, he's Harvey Dent. No, he was Harvey like Dent, yeah. we... Um, I I'm, I'm think I'm one of the very few of us here who love Solo. I thought Solo was a great movie. I think it was... I no, 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 we I like Solo. Uh, no, no. I, I just think the reason... I love Childish Gambino, right? I love Childish... He was he played Lando great. Yes, Childish, Childish Gambino. Gambino. A.K.A. Donald Glover. Oh, yes, that guy. Yes. Anyway, no, so I... But here's what I'm saying is when, I, when you said when I first saw it, did I trust Lando? I didn't. When I first saw it, I thought he was going to turn on him. He did, right? Um, and I'm going back to like when I'm a kid understanding like... When I watched the first probably 12 times, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, ooh, this yeah. is fun. Oh, light the uh, Oh, my gosh, why they're think, flying. Why do you think he was in, uh, because he was so 
nice. so over the top nice. I thought like, so, hey, stop flirting with Han Solo's girl. That's what I thought he was nice. the coolest fucking character. I like, thought, no, he like, wears man, a he's cape, got right? Style, yo. Lando was Neville Chamberlain. He was Neville Ch- Neville Chamberlain before Winston Churchill took over in World War II. He appeased Hitler. Neville Chamberlain is notorious for essentially letting Hitler become who Hitler is because he was trying to protect his people. But Lando, in my opinion, was trying to protect an entire conglomerate of the economy, the people who lived on Bespin. He, this, he had basically grown to run this entire outpost. He's, he's like governor. He yeah. sold his soul for, uh, for an exchange. Right. And, and the, the he deal. Does, and but, he protects his people. Like, and I, he was I'll also protecting it, yeah. Han and Leia well, and He's Chewie protecting all of Bespin, which we saw as a populated place. Because he, Vader told him that he, all he wanted was Luke. He didn't care about anyone else. Exactly. And then he changed the deal. And that's right. when he realized. I can't. And that's, I think, when it goes back to my point earlier, is I think this was the pivotal moment in Star Wars history when people realized that they can't trust the Empire. The Empire is no longer trying to protect people, but instead will control you. I I love that backstabbing scene where Han Solo finally sees Darth Vader, and that fool doesn't even fucking, like, he just picks out his blaster and he shoots him he's not even fucking afraid of him and that really shows like the courage of fucking han solo right there i love that fucking scene what did vader say we would be honored he just took the gun with his force yeah we'd be honored if you joined us sit down please (laughs) but he was so fucking like he didn't even think twice he's like i'm gonna pull my gun and i'm not afraid of this fool right Mm -hmm. that shows how much a fucking like you know strong person han solo i'm just saying hashtag gotcha gotcha so you have a han solo betrayed by lando carissian i think lando carissian has a really cool storyline in this one but then he comes full circle especially in the last oh, return yeah so but cool. also in in uh, rise of skywalker he, you kind of have this meandering. oh yeah i'm talking about the original. he ends up helping luke no i'm saying he's got a nice meandering storyline that i think let's also talk about the fact that Le- that billy d williams was like a sex symbol at the time this movie was coming out Did obviously colt 45 I look just at him. a gorgeous man he was <laughs> Dude, that fool had I saw his pecs the underneath bomb that shirt. hair of all hair, dude. That guy was the shit. Uh, and a smile. But, and the fact that he can box. He can box? Yeah. Did I miss this? <laughs> the, the freeze thing, right? The carbon? Uh, uh, carbon. Landon's like, uh, that's not meant for people, yeah. uh, Vader. Vader's like, we'll, we'll test it on Han Solo. I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry, buddy. I'm really, really sorry, bro. It, like, it started to spiral. Yeah. Like, I think that it would have been nice, once again, if you had a TV show. Because I would have liked to see the spiral of Landau Carissian as he made the deal, as he like, you could see the behind the scenes of how this shit was falling yeah, apart. Yeah, you could definitely see it for like on season one, he's like kind of portrayed as the bad person, but season two, he finds his arc, you know? Right. I think, I think that, uh, what was the other thing you wanted to talk about, Brandon? Well, we should talk about the greatest ultimate twist of all twists oh, for yeah. Indians. Oh, yeah. I guess we got to kind of talk about we that. We should talk about that. So well, they told it. I mean, Vader's is. Talk about his Bubba Fett with is... his Slave One ship? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Vader is. I mean, uh... his starship? What? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, let's talk about accents. Did anybody else think and notice and realize, with the exception of, of a couple characters, Obi Wan, C3PO, everybody's got a British accent as a bad guy? Think about it. Did you see Julian Glover in there? Yeah. Too? Did you see him on the ATT Walker? I'm Fucking the villain for I'm just uh, last crusade and in the, and uh, James Bond. Hmm. Well, we don't really right. care about that. We, we always come full circle with James Bond. I know we, we do. always do. I think it was <laughs> someday we'll do that movie. It was a Roger movie. Moore film. I want to say it was Time to Kill. No, for your eyes only. I for your eyes was. only. I was going to say for your eyes only. Yeah, you were. So there's, is there any hatred between and a Time to Kill is not a Bond is there any movie. hatred between <laughs> Bubba Fett and Vader when Vader's just like, oh, you're Bubba Fett. I know you. I knew your dad. 
Well, no, I, I don't. Boba Fett actually, knew Daniel Fett. No, uh, no, but uh, I don't think Anakin ever met Attack of the Clones. He would have seen his. Clone. He never met him actually. In Attack of Clones. A, yeah. Basically, it was Obi Wan Kenobi that met him. Django and Mace Windu cut his head off. Yeah. Oh. Spoiler. But I'm pretty sure he's like, yo, I know that you're part of the Jedi that killed my father. I've, I've, you know, and I will disintegrate you. Well, it's kind of funny in like the Mandalorian. It's like minutes between. Bubba Fett and Luke Skywalker are also like seeing each other. <laughs> well, that's so, true. Bubba and Bubba Fett, the House of Fett, takes place after Return of the Jedi. Correct. I hope so because I'd love to see how he gets well, yeah. gets out of the pit. Yo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I would love that. Yeah, we got to figure out how he gets out of the pit, and then I'm really looking forward to Fennec Shan. I'm a, that whole storyline just looks really cool to me. We will probably. Uh, I'm going to put it on on air so we have to do it. We will He's probably do the, a special. Uh, episode he's one of the coolest characters the and house. also one of the cheapest ways that, to die actually. christmas well, time he didn't die. yeah so but okay. at the time when does house effect come out at the time we're on uh, campfire december. around december or something like that at the time return of the jedi he died and it was the you don't think it's the worst year? way to die yeah, it's december everyone knew he died originally he died it was a it was a, a we don't know that we don't know that everyone uh, like you don't see him again for a while so right. you're slowly digested over a thousand years yeah except for people who don't live a thousand years that's the stupidest fucking line in star wars why would they show that it's like return of the jedi was the the redheaded stepchild like all bad ideas that lucas had we keep saying the house it's the book of boba fett guys. i'm sorry the book of fett <laughs> the house of <gasps> oh, oh. We almost had a casualty of a computer. So I think the biggest aspect to this film that really shocked audiences was the was the big reveal at the at the end of the film, which we kind of touched on already, but I kind of yeah. want to go through it because one of the big questions I had, I remember watching it, was okay, is it true or is he just saying that? Like, is this is how could he possibly be his father? And I then I went back to the whole timeline thing, trying to figure out. Well, how the fuck old is Vader? Do we really ever know? I mean, we know Luke is a farm boy. We know he's probably 17, 18, 19 in episode, um, you know, New Hope, New Hope. Uh, episode four, um, episode five, three years later, let's say, you know, or you know, how, how much longer? I don't longer? know if it's been three years. I, I don't know if it's that he was in his 40s. You know, uh, Vader. No, I was. Oh, Vader was in his 40s. Yeah. 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 You would have to be in his 40s and Luke's in his 20s. So yeah. that's the math I was doing. I was like, I you're don't doing know. the math when you're watching that scene. I, well, I mean, I'm not good at math, so don't don't ask yeah, yeah. Do you know what the original scene was supposed to be? What? That the line was supposed to be Obi Wan killed your father. Ooh. Have you heard of this Mark they, Hamill? They changed it. Yeah. No, you ever heard of this Mark Hamill story that no. in the very last minute, uh, Irving goes into his uh, um, his uh, his dresser or what do you call it? His trailer. His trailer. trailer. Dresser. His trailer. His dressing room. Yeah, his dressing room. And he goes, he tells him, like, it's your father. And he tells him, there's only 30 people that know this. I know this. Lucas knows this. And now you know this. If it gets word out, we will both know that you let it out. (laughs) (laughs) So he was doing this interview with uh, Grant Norton. And he was explaining, like, as we're watching the premiere, and when it reveals, like, hey, you know, I'm your father, Harrison Ford goes up to him and goes, Hey, kid, you never fucking told me about that. <laughs> I actually, I think I have to see that. Yeah. He does a good hair. He does a good hair support. I can't do it, but that was like one of the funniest things. So but. I think Mark Hamill is, and forgive me, Mark, because you're a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Mark's a God, so shut part of our Don't, don't talk about him. Shut it. Don't I don't think talk. he's the greatest actor. Oh, what? As a voice actor, I think he is probably one of the best. So, you know, take six I and one half. Really he behind told on me though. when he was upset and saying, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so many people get that quote wrong as well. It is Luke, I'm your father. Luke, I'm your father. They always say, no, Luke, I'm your father. They always say, Luke, I'm your father. They say, no. 
I'm yes. your father. <laughs> I'm your papa. Obi Wan never told you how your father never died. Never told you who your. Yeah. So I just think that's like. I mean, is there? You think that's the best quote of all time? No. Uh, do you or do you not? Do you think that's probably one of the most famous? Yeah, I would say it might be the most no, famous. No, clearly it's I hate sand. Is that the it's sand? And it rough and no. it, it gets out. It's I love you. It's I love you. <laughs> yeah. I, I love you. I, I know. Love you. That's I the know. best line right there, yo. <laughs> I don't know. It. I, my I have a bad feeling about this. I mean, come on. There's there's a bunch of iconic. Yeah. So it's, I think we're prolonging the inevitable at this point. I think so we why don't have to we, see uh, how many zeros we got. Why don't we wrap this up? Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of review. Now it's time for the podcast where each of the hosts provides his score on the following scale. Brother, can you provide our following scale, please? Yes. It's zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, I filled your first cocktail. Two, you're a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or Lyft and home. Four, a rough morning walk of shame. And five, blackout spring break. Shit face, spring break drunk. Ooh, I switched it up. Yeah, you did. Damn, summer break, well, spring break, yeah, well, fall break. Panama City. Somebody's enjoying the Bespin drink. The Bespin. The Bespin drink. Yes. Um, gentlemen, let's start don't, with. Don't do it with me. Has E first. Cheers. Oh, Ed. Ed. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, I got it. Wait. Ed, start us off. I don't know. Think I should start. This I will off. start us off. Will you? Yeah. Okay. By saying Jeremy's gonna go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy shouldn't go first. No, I'll, I'll, start I'll, I'll go first. You, I'll oh, start. you go. Okay, I got. I got mine already written down. No, so it's okay. I, I don't have anything written down. I'm going no. uh, Geronimo. No, I meant my score. Oh, sorry. Yeah, mm. I never write things down. So I think uh, if we're looking at this movie from a scoring standpoint, there's a couple of aspects that I want to focus on. Number one is the impact of this movie. I think that this movie is the pivotal Star Wars movie in the whole saga. I think that this film has pacing music is gorgeous even though they, he ripped off the his own uh theme between uh harrison ford and um yeah. indiana jones that's oh, the same okay. it's basically the same theme anyway <laughs> the music is brilliant the direction is which fantastic. came first before empire Empire came before Raiders of the Lost Ark. It did? Yes. Oh, that makes me feel better. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> so this was first. Okay. <laughs> this is 80. Yeah. All right. I retract that. Uh, <laughs> so we've got, we've got pacing. We've got score. We've got acting, which I would always give Star Wars a 6 out of 10. <laughs> Writing in this one was far superior. Blown, blew so away good. New Hope so much better than, yeah. uh, so much better New Hope. Action was fantastic. Intrigue was fantastic. The criticisms I have of this movie are so small, it's really hard not... I, I'm a whore zero, or zero whore, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I, I've given zeros before. I, I'm okay with it. And Sound of music zero, was a zero. I'm like zero. Oprah when it comes to a zero. <laughs> um, you get a zero. Anyway, this movie to me is a zero. It is everything you want in a fucking <sighs> movie. It is a wonderful addition to Star Wars. It b expands the universe in a way no other film does. It has single-handedly led to the ability to do all of these sequels, all of these television shows, all of the success. New Hope on its own will, would not have done it. You needed this second punch. Where I don't believe that in Godfather Part Two. I don't believe that in Alien Part Two. Aliens. I believe that this franchise succeeded because of this movie. I agree. And I agree with gets, you. Yeah, and yeah that I mean, it gets a zero. Okay, so Brandon. So because uh, because I, I started watching this movie, I continued watching this movie. I finished watching this movie. Going that we're gonna have four zeros <laughs> because this is my favorite Star Wars 
thing in the history of Star Wars. Uh, this is a movie, like I said, I've, I've seen this movie more than any movie ever made. Um, I grew up watching this movie. I grew up believing in this movie. I grew up wanting to be Boba Fett or Darth Vader or just a stormtrooper who can't hit the anything. I wanted... I, I could watch this movie anytime, any day, any night, and just sit down and enjoy the hell out of it. That being said, if I'm looking at this on the most critical level ever, which is what I have to do, I'm going to say that, yeah, there are a couple acting performances that, that slip and you, you go, ooh, took me out of the, the story just a little bit. Um, Luke jumping out of the carbonate, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Luke should have died when he fell, I don't know, 75,000 stories and landed on an <laughs> antenna. <laughs> and for that, I'm going to be super critical of one of, if not my favorite Why? movie of all time. I just told you. I literally just listed it off. Don't, don't, don't ruin this for us here. A Star Wars. <laughs> a, a new Are we Hope. doing it? So Are we Star doing it? A Star Wars New Hope. Are we doing it? I mean, this is like literally <laughs> a Star Wars New Hope. Here it is. I have I have my my score that I just came up with now to try to make it. I don't know why you're trying zeros. to do anything. I, I wrote down a point zero three one. <laughs> Just give it a fucking zero. It's a zero. <laughs> it's a zero. Damn it. This is one of the greatest movies ever made. You are happier and a better person if you watch it. Jeremiah. So where are you? I'm zero. a zero. God, Ooh, I have to. I don't want to be that. No, I'm that. <laughs> you, you, you can't give this thing. This is the greatest thing. All right, Eddie. Eddie, 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 Eddie. I'm not last. I'm not last. Okay. Oh, I'm last. Yes, you are. You're going to ruin it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not last. There is no try. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. This movie was it like... It was somehow brought. It was so intriguing to see that Vader had his own boss. Like you never, I, like you never saw uh, Darth, you know, at the time Sidious or you know the Emperor in Star Wars: New Hope, right? So it's just like the scene that Vader has this much power over the audience, and this there's so much different uh, Vader. And this is the first time you see Yoda, so it's like you understand that there is uh, a fight between. The good and the bad, uh, and it's unseen. And it's just like this movie brought to light of many different aspects. I don't believe in the perfect movie. I've never given a zero. I don't think I've ever given a zero. Uh, I'm so sorry that I might have to ruin this. But uh, <laughs> there is parts of it like I, I don't. I it might have went. Maybe yeah. you guys liked it, but it, it dragged on a little bit in certain areas. Oh. I'm so sorry for saying that, George Lucas <laughs> and everyone. Uh, for me, like. There was this slow parts, and I, I, I wish that maybe it had more Emperor in it, and I wish also... Oh, my God, this is so hard. Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> Just do it. It's be, okay, be Eddie. You. No, it's be okay. You. It's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't like... I mean, Yoda's... Everything with Yoda was saying was amazing, but does it hold? You know, watching this today, seeing a little Muppet up there, like... It was ahead of its time, but I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I might actually cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy by the way that they went back to the Muppet, even though Last Jedi was a train wreck and a piece of shit. I'm so glad it wasn't CGI. For the price <laughs> I'm so <show>. happy. This, <laughs> this movie was ahead of its time, and it holds down. It's the best, probably the best movie we've ever done. Eddie, it's better zero than point. just give. It's, give, it's yeah. better than Godfather. But I feel sad that this movie is not on the AF to top AFI. Like it should have been on there more than Godfather too. So I don't understand why that's not on there. Those people have it all wrong. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this movie just brought life to a whole other universe, and it stands to my time. Uh, I give it a point two five. All right, we had a chance for a perfect movie, and you there is no perfect movie, bro. <laughs> uh, there is. It's called Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you're fine, Ed. I think that's. Yeah. I think that it's a very honest and good score. Chair. 
Empire has become one of those rare films considered by many a sequel that's a better movie than the original. I mean, this film changed everything and why it is a science fiction masterpiece. It remains part of our history with pop culture. I mean, with the best twist ending of all twist endings, the characters are more developed, the action are amazing, set pieces are amazing, classic effects, hands down, probably one of the best soundtracks in the saga in my books. Which there, we didn't even talk about. Oh, no. We didn't even talk about that. It's like oh one God. of the best things ever, yo. I mean, God, there is a reason why my, this change movie... my score? I feel like I traded <laughs> There's a reason why this movie poster still hangs in our house now, today, because it's the movie that I feel is one of the greatest that changed films as we know it. This is a fucking zero for me, man. Ooh, yes. Way to be, Ed. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think that uh, I think this, is, this is where it should be. So, so I'm, I'm saying we don't even put this as number one. We just put it at zero because Ed, it's a class no, of its own. No, Eddie, if you take <laughs> no, all no. those scores, a zero from me, a zero from Brandon, a zero from Jeremiah, and a .25 <laughs> from you, and you add them together and divide by four, <laughs> what is Empire Strikes Back uh, achieve on our, on our scale? Oh, it's, it's at the very top. It's a, num- <laughs> it's a number one. It's a number one. Uh, it's, it's impossible to touch. It's an impossible store to get. I don't know. Wait, it, wait till we do Raiders. <laughs> it's, so it, it is a uh, .0625. A .0625, and that puts it where on our list? One. The number one it took film. Over, it took over Field of Dreams, Jurassic Park, and Dodd. Okay. It took over. It really, it did demolish them, actually. Yeah, it actually demolished everything. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And honestly, this is where it belongs. I, I understand that you're you're agonizing over the zero, but it's not a perfect movie. I mean, it's it's not. I gave it a zero, and I will stand by my zero till the end of time. But I think that it's it's one of the greatest movies ever made. There's yeah. no question about that, and it deserves to be at the top of our list. So I I'm, I'm super happy. With I'm happy. It yeah, then I am happy. With it. Brandon? He's like that one guy that loves all the movies, but there's that one guy who goes, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, it, it was it was killing me, this idea that I was going to have to rate it something other than a zero. Uh, I so did that Ed, for you. Thanks for being the welcome. sacrificial lamb, because yes. it's a zero. Um, absolutely. It's a point two five. No, there will be a, a zero point, movie. It's a zero. I don't know. Zero point zero to six two five. Eddie has this thing where he's like, there's no such thing as a perfect movie. Well, I fucking last for saying Jesus. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to Indiana Jones eventually, guys. Anyway, anyway, so listen. Next week, next week we've or, got. I guess in we've two got, weeks. We're, next, we're next getting podcast. Your next podcast is we're going to the nineties. We're going 90s. to the nineties, yo. 90s the best got. decade other than the eighties. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no. So what what movie we're starting with? With the I 90s? think it's my pick. It, it is. Is Sean. it my pick? It I is. Think, I think we're going yeah, to the nineties. We're going to Florida. We are, and we're gonna go to uh, a the little bit of Fossey, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. 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 <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna visit our little uh, our little cabaret at uh, the Birdcage. Yeah, Ooh, sounds bird good. Cage. Robin Williams, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. So in the middle. If you want to, you can reach out to us uh, via email at hosts with an S at thegentlemanpodcast.com. and we invite you to leave us a five star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening and make sure you leave us those physical reviews and one time or once again we're going to plea for you to tell one person about our podcast so that we can grow we've had some incredible growth this season we're super excited about the way that things are progressing but we need more listeners so please uh, tell your friends tell your grandparents tell your your mother and father that we're doing the tell the rebels tell the empire yes. tell those the rebel scums yeah. and uh, we will cheers gentlemen and see you in two weeks with the birthday. sounds good
Okay, so, well, that could have been the best one that we did. I think it is the best one we well, ever technically did. Technically, it is the best. It is the best one. Yeah, yeah, so. Well, that was fun, guys. It's way better than the ring. <laughs> did we talk about Point Break? <laughs>